This is the Holland Assets Podcast, where we show you how to start and run your own trucking company. Ever wanted to go out on your own? Follow Chris as he goes through the highs and lows of running on his own authority. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Holland Assets Podcast. This is episode number 142. It's a familiar subject if you've been listening <laughs> approximately forever. I'm your host, Craig Hanks. Over there, he's Chris. How's it going, Chris? Good. How are you doing? I, you know, I'm all right. We're, we're doing another morning recording. It's not early morning, though, so uh, hopefully we won't be as loopy as, uh, you know, if you... Early enough that the Air Force still isn't awake, so we shouldn't get any jet issues. <laughs> it's before going, noon, so... Oh, man. They, they had some real exercises going yesterday. If we had recorded yesterday like we had planned, it would have been... A lot of editing on my part. So, okay, today we're talking cost per mile. Okay, this is a a subject that will be familiar to anybody who's been listening for a long time uh, and anybody who's been in trucking for any amount of time, really. Uh, But we'll get there in just a moment. I do want to remind you to go to hollandassetsllc.com for full show notes, for links, for commenting, for all that stuff, uh, for all those past episodes. But I also will usually tell you to go to MotorCarrierHQ.com, and and my usual riff is, hey, there are tools and tips and tricks and all that, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Well, today, we're going to talk about a very specific tool that you can find at MotorCarrierHQ.com, so I'm going to say it one more time. (laughs) MotorCarrierHQ.com. Go check it out. Chris, am I missing anything? No, it's yeah, you're right on. It, it's under the resources tab uh, on the Motor Carrier HQ site. They've got a cost per mile calculator that you can use to kind of help. This is especially if you're thinking about getting in. This is a really good tool because you, you can kind of use it to estimate what your cost per mile is going to be. Mm. Um, we're going to get into the nitty gritty if you're already up and running of how you calculate your cost per mile. Um, it, you the cost per mile calculator. I don't it, it is is good, but the best way to do it is what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Um, also, so in the show notes on hollandassetsllc.com, I'll have the um, the uh, Excel spreadsheet that I I use to calculate my cost per mile that we're going to be talking to talking about. So if you can, jump on real quick, pull that up. It, it'll make it easier to kind of follow along with everything. Um, so you can you can check that out there. So the, the, the show notes this time are going to be, have a few resources that you definitely want to check out. Cool. All right. Yes, absolutely. So, Chris, before we start talking about cost per mile, any tales from the road? What's been going on? These oh, days? yeah, I've, I've got a good one. Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> you got that gleam in your eye. Like it's, like it's not a good one, Chris. Uh, it's not a good one. So in the military, you know, one of the things whenever you're doing, you know, weapons training or explosives training or something, mm. they always, you got to have positive control of whether it's your weapon or whatever it is that right. you're handling. You don't, you don't just assume that everything's fine. Yeah. Right. So, so if you remember uh, several months ago, Brad talked about a, a grenade exploding in one of our rear ends and causing all kinds of damage in the rear end that ended up having to get replaced. Uh, uh, sure. Well, somebody hasn't been keeping positive control of the grenades. What? Okay. Uh, wait, what? So we had another one, same uh, exact thing pinion blows back in in the rear end and just decimates an entire i see so nobody put a grenade nobody actually put a grenade yeah this is we're (laughs) (laughs) an analogy maybe you know trying to trying to help you see what's going on (laughs) it's like a grenade went off per se in the back end the differential of a truck it it didn't really 
a grenade didn't really go off. Yeah. You're yeah. trying to get me to understand trucks. I well, am. That's yeah, a fool's it's not working. Yeah. Okay. All right. So what happened? Opinion blue. Yeah. So the whole rear end blows. Truck has to get towed. Um, and and the problem with this one more so than the other one is um, it happened. So it was a load that we picked up of cucumbers mm. in um, Nogales, Arizona, and it was going to the Kansas City area. Okay. And driver was just out, was outside of El Paso when it happened. Oof. Truck gets pulled, towed to El Paso, figure out what's wrong, um, figure out, it, this happens on a, on a Friday, of course. Um, <laughs> Obviously. Uh, yeah, just the worst timing in the world. Um, to make a long story short, um, we, we actually, Brad, Nate, and I probably spent each of us three to four hours on Saturday trying to figure out what to do because we've got a, a load of cucumbers that's perishable mm, yeah it's got um, it, to get moving something's got to happen i could not get hold of the broker which really pissed me off like the broker didn't even acknowledge me until monday oh wow when and the load was supposed to be delivered on sunday so like hey all hands on deck yeah so anyway what we ended up making happen is we were able to get a rental truck um which was not cheap and they're kind of a piece of crap Sure. get a rental truck um and to to make a long story short we we get the we get the load <laughs> delivered on monday morning so 24 hours past the delivery time yeah which the receiver everything was pretty good but we get to the delivery point and the broker at this point still hasn't even acknowledged that the load's we're having an issue with the load i i tried calling him a couple times mm. left messages sent emails nothing um so the broker didn't like was no help whatsoever we get the load delivered and, and the other reason we decided to rent a truck mainly because of the perishable but also the driver if we didn't get the driver moving we weren't going to get him home for thanksgiving we definitely wanted to make that happen mm, yeah so got the rental got the load delivered a day late then pick up another load that we'd already had scheduled. We, luckily, we actually were able to make the um, pickup time of the second load um, on time because I'd, I'd actually, he wanted to have a little bit of time between these two loads to, to, to rest a little bit because he, he pushed pretty hard on it. Mm, yeah. um, and and so we were, we, we got the load picked up. It was one, it was a first come first serve. We were at, we were planning on picking it up first thing Monday morning but we ended up not being able to pick it up until almost the end of the day, Monday, that was still in their mm. shipping hours, but got him moving, got that load moving and um, got him headed back to Utah. He, he's actually a Southern Idaho driver, but got him back to Utah. And uh, on the way back from Utah, a, a coolant line blew Same in truck. the rental truck. Oh, in the rental truck. In the truck. rental truck. Oh and so ended up a, a four hour stop and, <laughs> Um, fixing a, a hose on the rental truck. Um, oh. Finally got him back in time, got him home Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. So I'm, I'm sure there everything. was a lot of compensation happening between well, what, who, who made your truck? Is it a Freightliner? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm sure they, they were happy to fork over some cash for what happened. And I'm sure the rental company was happy to forego the bill on this yeah. particular rental right yeah. everybody was super everything cool. worked out in yeah. our favor yeah uh-huh uh-huh um okay luckily not. the luckily the part the truck was still under warranty oh okay so that's going to get covered the tow bill should get covered um but 320 dollars a day 
for the truck for the truck plus 19 cents a mile so I, I i haven't looked at the total bill on it we just turned the truck in yesterday um i haven't seen exactly but it, it's not going to be cheap i mean i i joke but you should be able to go to the rental company and say hey the coolant line blue, so they, they will we for the half off yeah we well i i don't know about getting a discount on it but we did they definitely will like we were able to deduct what we paid to have it repaired off of our bill yeah so that that's good well something i guess the repair won't cost us any money but it's still we should get some compensation because it it slowed us down it it caused frustration for us and time for us and time for our driver and so yeah we should hopefully be able to get something adventures on the road chris adventures on the road yeah yeah, it's uh trucking (laughs) trucking is always a challenge yeah Yeah. i like microphones i like this business you know (laughs) put me in front of a microphone yeah there's there's less that can go wrong (laughs) all right chris so uh should we talk about cost per mile then let's Uh, go into it now this is going to be different cost per mile is not the same though it is related to rate per mile right so uh we talk about rate per mile at least once a month when we go over financials we're always talking about the rate per mile but the cost per mile is a little bit different uh where the rate per mile is your income the cost per mile is your expenses is that a good simplified way to introduce it perfect okay so how do you want to talk about cost per mile where do you want to dig in first so let's talk a little bit about its importance. You know, we, we talked about this in episode 20. So quite a few episodes ago, over four years ago, is the last time we dedicated an episode to cost per mile, which we probably should do a, a little bit more regularly. It's probably one of those topics that once a year would be a good topic to talk to about. Because you, you really need to be regularly evaluating your cost per mile. It changes, it's different. You take, for example, the change. When we first did this in 2019, our cost per mile was $1.63 a mile. This time it's $1.97 a mile. So there's oh. a, you know, 30, what is that? 33 cents a mile difference mm-hmm. between, you know, in, in four years. And we'll, we can talk once we kind of get into the numbers a little bit where the, the big, there's, there's two categories that uh, saw big increases that have increased, um, that, that really where that increase in cost per mile comes from. Okay. Um, but uh, so we, we looked at it back then. Um, I, I think it's one of those things, in my opinion, you should look at at least quarterly. So once every three months, you should calculate what your cost per mile is. And w- is that what you do? Because like I said, this is different than rate per mile, which you're giving us monthly numbers on. Uh, do you do the same for cost per mile or do you go quarterly? I've, I've been doing more, um, to be honest with you, uh, probably twice a year. Oh, I wow. need to do better at that. Okay. So this is one of those areas where I think I need to do a little bit better. So you, and, and there's some reasons for why it's good to do regularly. They change. Um, and, and you, you really want to know what that number is so that you know kind of where you need to be on your rate per mile to right. be, to be profitable. And, it, and it's a good tool to use when you're negotiating rates. It's a good tool to, to use when you're deciding, Hey, do I want to take this load or not? Um, Things right. Like when, that. when somebody wants to pay you, uh, you know, a buck 90 for a load, you say, Hey, look, it cost me a buck 97 just to drive down the road. I can't take it. Yeah. That's, that's and that's something. a, that's something we're going to dive into uh, a little bit more detail, a little bit further on in the, the episode. So, oh, okay. All yeah. right. So, uh, 
so you're saying you should look at it at least quarterly. Is, is there any benefit to upping that number? You know, if you're doing it monthly or heaven forbid weekly, I think um, if you've got the time, yeah, monthly is, I don't think you need to do it more than once a month, but mm. once a month, I mean, that's where you, you really need to have your books closed and your, um, your profit and loss statement, um, finalized and solidified before you get an accurate cost per mile. So mm. yes, it is something that you should do monthly, but there may be things within your cost per mile that you may want to evaluate a little bit more regularly. And we'll talk a little bit about that. Like if there's a spike in expenses, like if fuel all of a sudden increases, um, you know, 30 cents a gallon, how does that affect my cost per mile? Right. If, if something like that happens, you may want to look at it right when that's happening instead of waiting for your you know month or quarterly right. time when you do the it spot checking yep sort of okay uh so so let's say if you're really on top of it you're doing it monthly if you're if you're doing what you're saying is uh, a good minimum that would be quarterly and then uh, what is there anything else we need to know about the timing of it when when during the quarter uh or you know, when during the year is it most valuable? It doesn't so much matter. I, I wouldn't think it would matter as much like when in the quarter or when in the year you do it. Um, just the frequency. Just the frequency is important. Then if there's any big changes in something, you may yeah. want to reevaluate it. So um, let, let's kind of jump into, you know, what when you're actually, let's jump into the process of, of how you go about doing it. Okay. Um, and, and when you do, there's kind of some things that you need to consider. One of the biggest ones is, you know, I, I can calculate my cost per mile based off of my average monthly expenses over the last six months, or I can take a snapshot and look at, okay, what is my actual cost per mile over the last month? And there's some advantage of, of looking at that, like that, that those one month numbers versus looking at your six month numbers or your one year numbers. And, and I would say with cost per mile, you're actually, you don't want to string it out too much because you think about it, um, you know, from over the course of 12 months, you know, especially right now where you've got inflation really paying mm -hmm. a, a toll on things, you know, your maintenance expenses at the beginning of January may be very different than when your maintenance expenses are at the end of December. And so you want to um, try and get your, your most accurate number and your, your current month expenses are usually going to be a little more accurate than something that's 12 months old. So, so if you're tightening the window and you're just looking at one month worth, worth of cost per mile, you're getting a, a better snapshot, a clearer snapshot of what's going on. Um, because you get the context of what was going on that month. Hey, yeah. you know, we, we blew six tires and we, you know, that, or the pinion went out and yeah. <laughs> we had these repairs. You get that context, but if you're looking at it over the course of a whole year, you lose some of the context um, or some of the that sharp image yeah, that you, you're getting. It, so what? So why look at it over a full year if um, if it's more accurate over the one month? Why don't we just do that? Why do we want the full year or the you know the that, quarter? That's a great question because there's there's some um, expense categories that have really big kind of peaks and valleys. Mm -hmm. So, so for example, um, let's, let's do a repair bill. You know, one month we have a turbo that goes out that's $7,000 just for one truck. And you may have a, a $20,000 total repair bill in one month. And 
when your average is closer to $5,000 a month. And so you get, you know, that can kind of really skew what your maintenance numbers are and your repair numbers. So in, in, in a category like maintenance and repairs, you're actually better off to look at things on a, over a, the average over a longer period of time. So six months. And that kind of helps even out those peaks and valleys and gives you a more um, realistic number. So like, for example, if we're calculating October and I have one of those spike and repair bills um, and I calculate my October cost per mile, repair is going to be way higher than what it usually is. And, and so it doesn't really give you an accurate picture. Oh, I see. Okay. So it, the sharper clarity may not actually be giving you the right picture. Right. Uh, okay. All right. And, so, and we'll talk a little bit more about that as, as we kind of drive in because I, so, so you can look at something over a one month, you can look at your cost per mile over one month, or you can look at it over six months. There's pros and cons, like kind of like we're talking about with each. I actually have kind of started using more of a hybrid method mm, where yeah. I look at some expense categories over one month, like fuel, because fuel changes quite a bit, but you want to know what your fuel cost is today, not so much what your fuel cost was six months ago, because it may have been super low six months ago and today it's high. And so if you're using that six month average, it, it doesn't really give you what it, it's costing me today to operate that truck. Right. So in, in a category like fuel, I like to look at more than one month, a category like repairs, I like to look at a six month average. Okay. All right, good. So let's move on then with uh, the how you're doing this, what you're inputting, um, what kind of categories are we looking at? Uh, do, do you just, is it straight profit and loss statement? Everything you need to know is right there? Yeah, it, it is. And so when I, when I do this, my process is I'll pull a profit and loss statement for the last month, and then I'll pull a profit and loss statement for the last six months. And I export those into Excel because then, you know, because I love Excel I know you do. and it, it makes it really easy to manipulate the numbers and change things around. Cause when you, so the first thing I'll do is I'll pull those reports and then I'll delete all the revenue stuff. Cause I like simple and clean the revenues irrelevant for your cost per mile. And so I'll delete all that. And then I will look and I'll categorize everything as either a, fixed expense or a variable expense. Sure. And, and we've talked about this a little bit in the past, but just for, I think it's always good to kind of refresh our memories. Let's talk a little bit about the mm -hmm. definition of a variable cost. So um, variable costs are costs that change as the numbers of miles you've driven changes. So like with fuel, you're going to, you know, if you drive a thousand miles in a month, your, your fuel expense is going to be one thing. If you drive 10,000 miles a month, your fuel expense is going to, it's going to increase. 10x. Yeah. And basically in line with the number of miles you've driven, right? right? Fuel does that. Maintenance does that. Um, driver. Repairs, driver pay does that. Every, everything like that. Those are all variable costs. Um, your fixed costs are costs that are based on time rather than the number of miles you've driven. So, in, in trucking, um, you know, one of the more common um, line items, fixed expenses that you have are um, insurance. Insurance, so, truck payments. Yep. Insurance, truck payments, um, interest expenses. So that, that's kind of part of your truck 
truck uh, expense, truck payment, mm. those things stay the same. So whether you drive your truck zero miles or you take your truck 10,000 miles, you're paying the same amount in interest, you're paying the same amount in insurance. Right. So that's a, a fixed cost. It's like rent. It's yeah, like think rent. Of it like rent. Rent in a building would be example of another fixed cost. Okay. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you now. So you are categorizing it by these two expenses or these two types of expenses. Do you do any further subcategorization within those that's, not, that we need to get into? Not usually. Cause I, I usually, again, I try to keep it simple. And so in the vein of keeping it simple, I will actually take a, it, it, it took you everything you had not to call me stupid. <laughs> no, I, I would never, I would never do that. <laughs> At least not out loud. okay so in the interest of keeping it simple in the interest of keeping it simple i will actually lump some of the um smaller fixed cost together into one category that i call gna or um, general and administrative costs and then i'll do the same thing with variable and i call those miscellaneous so like for example um in mine let's see what do i do here um some of the the fixed costs that I'll lump together are things like bank fees, office supplies, utilities. Okay. I'll just put that into that GNA category. It's, they're not massive. They're not massive expenses. But, they don't move the needle a whole ton, and so I just put those in one. But so they still it, matter. They still matter. Right. Yeah, you still need to know. What to the is, guy who always puts the cents at the end yeah. of his. It, uh, it's kind of like overhead, right? It's 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 one of those costs that it's there. It's important, mm. um, but you don't need to know every little piece that right. is in that category. Okay. Um, and, and then with variable costs, there's really only two that I um, typically lump together and they are lumper fees and scale fees. And so I put those into just that miscellaneous category. Just the little things you got to do to go down the road. Yeah. And, and, and you'll see if you pull up that spreadsheet in the at hollandassetsllc.com in the show notes for episode 142, you'll see that Excel spreadsheet and you'll see all this. I mean, here's here's a, a printout of it. He's showing to the YouTube audience. Yes. And you can get all this, of course, yeah. uh, in the so show notes. You'll and, see the same thing in the show notes. Yeah. Um, and, and so then I, I if, if you kind of look at it, I have a the fixed expenses all in order and then I have the variable expenses in order. Um, and so I... I put those all in a nice little um, I'm trying to think the best way to say this just in order you know I, I put them in a sure. nice little order so the the fixed expenses are all categorized together the variable expenses are all categor- categorized together and um, it comes out looking looking good and looking clean um, again go look at it you can see it, it, it it's Fairly self-explanatory at that okay, point. Okay, so this is all the uh, all the money side of things, but the profit and loss statement isn't going to have the number of miles no. per se. So you're going to have to go grab that, and make sure you're tracking accurately, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Um, Most people are using an ELD system right, exactly. today, so is, pulling those this should the, not be a problem. It should be simple. Yeah, yeah a, a two minute job. Yeah. Okay. So now you've got your <laughs> uh, you've got your expenses. As you said, you're disregarding profit right now so you've got all your expenses you've got your miles run uh, and this gives you your cost per mile is that it Are we done here yeah well <laughs> so that- <laughs> it, it, it it's starting to it's we're starting to get a clearer picture one of the things that i will do is now i'll kind of go through each one of those line items on on this spreadsheet now that i've got them kind of organized 
Um, and I'll look at it and I'll say, okay, like for example, truck insurance, do I want to look at what this is for one month or do I want to, do I think the one month snapshot, the most current month is going to give me the most accurate picture? Or do I think the six month average is going to give me the most accurate picture? And then I'll, I'll put either the one month snapshot or the six month average um, in, in there, in the, for the each cell for item. each line item. So like, for example, most of the fixed expenses, it's really not much of a difference one way or the other. The, mm. the actual cost versus the six month average right. is going to stay about the same. Maybe once a year, uh, things might get reassessed or yeah. something like that. But for the most part, it's same month over month. Yep. Okay. Um, and so, but then the variable costs, they get, they get much different. So like driver pay. Driver pays that it's actually one of those that typically doesn't change a whole lot, but I'll, yeah, I'll, because you'll have, like we've talked about in the past, you'll have one month where you've got five payrolls instead of four payrolls. I'll usually use the six month average because that gives me that five week version or, and, and that one is even one that I may even manipulate further. Like I, I may say, hey, I actually, I like the three month, the most recent three months better because, you know, we ha- did a better job of keeping our our driver, uh, keeping the trucks full with drivers during mm, the most yeah. recent three months versus the past six months. And so that'll give us a more accurate picture. Again, kind of the decision behind all of this is the, giving me what gives me the most accurate number of what my actual cost per mile is. So fuel, that's definitely one I typically just do the last, the, the current month, because that's going to, um, that's, that, that, that's going to take into account what the current fuel prices are. Right. And, and obviously those can change pretty wildly. So, okay. So now I'm just trying to imagine looking at my spreadsheet here. Ooh, okay. Sorry. I got a little, <laughs> uh, little shivery when I said that. Uh, I'm looking at my my spreadsheet, and every line item has a cost per mile. Um, is that right? So so it's yeah. costing me X number of cents for insurance per mile. Yeah. So and so so there's a column in my spreadsheet going over every line item in the expenses, and it'll have that cost per mile. And we're trying to get to where we can add all of those up to the total. Correct. Is that right? Okay. Yep. So for example, my fuel cost per mile and, and fuel is just October's numbers was 72 cents a mile. Okay. Um, then going down the next line item is damages. And that's one that I'll take the six month average for sure. Right. Cause it can have some, some wild swings. You may have nothing one month and $10,000 the next, um, factoring dispatch fee. Uh, that one's, it can, it can kind of be either. Um, six month or, or the most recent month. Right. Um, maintenance is definitely a six month average, typically repairs, six month average, um, taxes, licenses, taxes and licenses. Um, I'll, I'll usually do a six month average on that one. Tolls, um, six month average, but I may, if, if I think there's something weird going on in a month, I may use the, the most current month, but typically tolls is, is better at six month wash out six month and then the miscellaneous expenses. Um, I usually do those as a, as a six month average as well. Okay. Excellent. So that's so, kind of what the hybrid is. It, it, you, you, you're, you're again, you're going for the, what's going to give you the most accurate cost per mile. So you're, Tried, it, yeah, the hybrid being some of them are monthly, some of them are mm-hmm. three months, some six months, whatever. Yep. Okay. Interesting. So, so when I came out and I did this and I calculated it, my fixed cost per mile came to 35 cents a mile. Mm-hmm. 
my variable cost per mile came to dollar sixty three a mile. So that's the one ninety seven. One ninety seven is the total. Right. Yep. Okay. So we've got a buck ninety seven uh, cost per mile. I almost said rate per mile, Chris. Uh, that was uh, close. We might as close. well call it gas. Uh, <laughs> all right. So we've got a buck ninety seven, and this is. I, I want to get into. Okay, what do we do with that number now? Right. Um, we were talking earlier about. Hey, this is maybe you can help you negotiate or it, maybe it's not even about negotiating. You're not trying to increase uh, the rate per mile you're getting from somebody. It's just allowing you to say, no, thank you. Yeah. You know, Hey, it's costing us a buck 97 to go down the road. Uh, every mile you're going to need to pay me a minimum of, you know, fill in the blank. I know I'm not going to take your load for a buck 80 yeah. because that's, that's doesn't make any but, sense. And and that's that's a good negotiating tool to use. Like a lot of times brokers like and and they're not going to move the needle a whole bunch, but the more information you can usually give them, the more, you know, one they're going to be some of them are going to be impressed that you even know what that is that you're calculating it and you can tell mm. what your cost per mile is and 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 that just adds credibility to you. Hey, this is a company that um pays attention pays attention and i'm more likely to get a good experience with these guys yeah. than i would somebody that's just flying by the seat of their pants and so they may not actually bump you up in rate because your cost per mile won't cover what they're asking what what they're trying to get out of you but they may say oh this guy really knows his stuff uh, i'm more likely to have this load delivered on time and, and work with this company well versus somebody else who's just flying by the seat of their pants i was gonna so, go with fly by night fly by night i mean what, <laughs> I, however you want to know. i like the old ones chris i like the classics the oldies but goodies yeah yeah okay so you're great you're not a fly by night by the seat of your pants by what are there any other flight uh analogies here probably or sayings okay so great what else can you do with it i mean this is this has to be good internally for something, right? Uh, is it just, hey, I, I just calculated our cost per mile and compared to six months ago, it's creeping up. Is yeah. there something going on? Some, so, something like that? Yeah, that you can use it for that. Another, like one of the biggest things I use it for is, okay, this is what my cost per mile is. We're only getting $2 a mile or a $1.90 a mile in all in um, revenue we've got to change something. We've mm. got to do something. This isn't sustainable. And so it just, it, it gives you a, a good gauge on where you need to be to make your company profitable. Right. And so, you know, I look at this and I'm like, okay, gosh, we've, we've been averaging, you know, the last several months we've been averaging under $2 a mile under this number. We have that, you know, we have got to get up above, you know, two, two ten, two fifteen to really kind of start to make things work well. Right. And so, you know, that's, it, it's a good indication there on, on where you need to be to be healthy. Um, and so an, another thing that's, uh, another thing I want to talk a little bit about is, um, does that mean that I will never take a load that's under a dollar ninety seven? Right. I mean, you've talked about this in the past, like if a driver is kind of stuck somewhere and you need to get them back, uh, and there isn't a load around, Hey, you know, it's better to take the buck 90 load than it is to, you know, deadhead all the way back from Georgia or whatever. Yeah. Right. And, and so let, let's talk a little bit about that. I, and I want to use an example of a recent trip that one of our, our trucks took. Um, it, it's not uncommon, um, for us to take a load from Utah into Florida. And we know going into Florida, we're going to get a pretty good rate 
coming out of Florida is going to so be much. terrible. Yeah. And so you know that going in. And so using these numbers, so this, this particular trip, um, we leave Utah with a load that's just under $3 a mile, which is good. You know, obviously that's yeah. well above our um, expense rate. Get down into Florida, deliver that load. And the load that I get going out of Florida goes up to Wisconsin. And guess what that rate was at? Uh, <laughs> buck 90? A uh, dollar 30. No. Yeah. So so doesn't even cover. That doesn't even come close. That doesn't That's even cover the variable, variable. cost. So yeah. like you're, you're essentially losing money going out, but you're not going to get, I, I, I may get a dollar 90 going into Flo- to, to Georgia, mm. but then in Georgia, I'm not going to get anything all that good. The reason I took the dollar 30 rate on that one is because it, it took me up into Wisconsin where I know I can get a good load out of Wisconsin going back West, whether it's sometimes I can get them to Utah, sometimes I can get them to Washington, but I know if I can get to Wisconsin, I can get a decent load from Wisconsin to Washington or Utah where I'll get another good load. Okay. And so take the dollar 30 a mile up into Washington or into Wisconsin. And I'm just kind of like, and what's know, okay. Uh, now what's coming out of up Wis- in my mouth. What is coming out of Wisconsin in November? That's getting you good rates. Cheese. Oh, cheese. Beer. Yeah. There's always cheese. There's always, <laughs> we, I, we don't do a whole lot of beer, but yeah. Um, a lot of food products, sure. Wisconsin, actually, they, they ship a, a decent amount of stuff. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of November, but, uh, yeah. Okay. All right. So you're coming out of Wisconsin. So we get a load out of Wisconsin to Washington that paid just a little over $2 a mile. And it goes all the way to Washington. And then from Washington, I pick up a load that's uh, almost $3 a mile coming back to Utah. And so when you look at that entire trip, the all-in rate per mile that we got out of that was at $2.33 a mile. Okay. So even with that $1.30 from Florida to Wisconsin, that entire trip, you need to look at it at the entire trip. The entire trip was profitable. Right. So what you're telling me is we we have our cost per mile at a buck ninety seven, and you're not treating that like an absolute floor. It's not that we can never take a load under a buck ninety seven. It's that we just we need to use that number to be smart about the entire trip, yep. not just about each individual load. Correct. Okay. Yep. All right. And so like that dollar thirty, yeah, it hurts to take that. You're actually <laughs> losing money, right? You're you're kind right. of essentially paying them to take that load, but it's getting you into a better market. And there's really not many better options. There's I could have got better paying freight out of Florida, but that would have just taken me to another place where I wasn't gonna get a very good rate. So I'd I'd rather take a hard hit on one leg and I try to minimize the distance traveled on that leg as much as possible. So I'm not going, you know, 2000 miles mm-hmm. on a dollar 30 mile. I'm going a thousand miles on it. Right. Okay. So let me ask you, I, I want to shift gears here a little bit and talk about sitting trucks, uh, because unless there was anything else on that, uh, no, that's that good. trip you wanted to talk about, I had a question about sitting trucks because, uh, this is something that has come up a lot since you started building a fleet with more and more trucks, you know, first you had one, then three, five, now we're at 11 trucks. And you're kind of constantly talking about, well, you know, we had a truck sitting for two weeks. We had two trucks sitting this month for X number of days. So if I'm thinking about it in terms of cost per mile, essentially when you're thinking about, we had a truck sitting, you've been able to calculate, okay, cost, what was it? 34 cents, uh, 
per the mile. 35 are Thir fixed? The fixed yeah, expenses. 35 cents a mile. 35 cents a mile uh, for uh, the fixed expenses on a truck. And so if you have a, an 11 truck fleet and one of them is sitting, essentially that 35 cents now gets spread out across the other 10 trucks where they have to do, yeah, fast math, they've got to do an extra three cents uh, ish per mile to make up the cost of that sitting truck. Is that yeah, that, accurate? That, that's, that's actually very accurate. And that, that brings me to kind of another point that I wanted to make. And let's, so let's use this as an example again. So October, this is mostly using October's numbers. So 128,000 miles, 128,771 miles is what we drove in October. Okay. Um, if the, the previous five months prior to October, we'd averaged about 104,000 miles, same number of trucks, mm -hmm. but 104,000 miles because of mainly because of what you're talking about. We had one or two drivers every month, not right no, vacations sick days something happened moving between drivers somebody quit or we let somebody yep. go and so we 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 averaged 104 versus 128,000 miles and 104,000 miles our fixed costs are 43 cents a mile mm, so that okay. makes a big difference that's 8 cents a mile yeah. um and, and that's so that's going to have a swing with hauling assets of between 4 to 8,000 dollars of additional expense uh, you know, it's it's like it's it's like having four to eight thousand dollars of additional expense when we have trucks sitting like that, and so it it it's huge. That that just kind of goes to show how important it is to get as many miles across your fleet as possible because it helps spread that fixed cost out and it helps make your company more profitable. Okay, well that answers that. Uh, yeah, it, any anything else that you want to get into as far as cost per mile uh, and, and how you're using these numbers it, you know it's it's just an, one other way that's really good to use your cost per mile is is you kind of watch the trends right you, you kind of keep your eye on okay are my maintenance expenses getting out of whack you know was was my maintenance expenses six months ago 10 cents a mile now it's 15 cents a mile what what's caused that why is that and, and it can also be one of those things that you can use in an indicator okay maybe it's time to get rid of this truck or get rid of this trailer because our expense per mile is so much at this point that it's just, it's, it's not worth, um, the older equipment. Right. Okay. So a good, good way to decide if it's time to change something out. Right on. Um, all right, Chris. So I, I've got a last question for you. And that is a question I'm asking on behalf of the thousands of truckers listening to you right now going, well, hang on, oh, oh, hang on a second. My cost per mile is x you know they fill in the blank oh whoa, whoa what's this buck 97 maybe their expenses are much higher maybe they're going hey my cost per mile i'm, I'm sitting at a buck 50 what's wrong with you dude so how <laughs> how can others use your numbers uh, in this conversation that's dude. a that's a great question and and there's lots of things that they should do like for instance one of the biggest and easiest is just your fuel um, compare your fuel costs. There's some things you need to take into account. Like, are you like, if you're fueling only in Texas where, you know, fuel's typically about the cheapest in the nation. Um, yeah, yeah your, your, your fuel is probably going to be less expensive than mine. Yeah. But if you're going all over the country, like I am, and you're paying more in fuel, there might be a reason for that. You might not have a great fuel card there, you know, something else might be going on. You're, you're driving your truck too hard. Um, you know, something like that. So, you know, 
comparing what you see versus me is is a good indication. So my fuel expense was 72 cents a mile in October. Keep in mind, I'm a reefer and about six cents a mile of that is, is reefer fuel. So if you're a dry van um, or a flatbed, you know, 66 cents a mile is probably a more apples to apples comparison mm. to me. Um, you know, but uh, those kind of things, it, it's good to to compare. Absolutely. So yeah, are would you take your numbers uh, that people again can go check out at hollandassetsllc.com? Uh, would you take your cost per mile uh, and say, hey, here's a decent uh, average for an eleven truck fleet or a ten truck fleet? This is. Do you feel? Like, hey, I'm I'm kind of happy with where we're at. Obviously, we want to get better, but this is a decent benchmark. Or do you feel like, um, you know, hey, use us as a cautionary tale or, or something like that? No, I, I think it's a cost wise. I think it's a pretty decent benchmark. I we may not be the the absolute best, but I, I would say we're at least average or better than average. Okay. Um, in, in overall expenses, if you compare us to another fleet, um, owner operators. Um, you're going to have some areas where you're going to be better expense wise than we are. And you may have areas that you're going to be worse. Like you, and it, especially if you're not using a fuel card, mm. um, you're probably paying more for fuel. Um, it, you know, insurance, you know, looking at, at my insurance expense, that's actually one of the things that has gone down from when I look, when we looked at cost per mile four years ago versus today, four years ago, it was 16 cents a mile. Um, today with us, it's 10 cents a mile. And, and that's really, it's not because insurance costs have gotten cheaper. They've actually gotten worse like everything else, <laughs> but because we've been around longer, we've had, um, you got more trucks, we've got more trucks. So we get some economies of scale with that, but we've also been safe. We haven't had any big major claims or anything. And so, um, we're deemed as a good risk when, when a company is first starting out, um, you're not deemed as a good risk because you don't have right. any any history, and so your insurance rates are just naturally going to be higher. And sense. so ours ours because of that because we've we've had good history over the last four and a half years, um, our insurance costs have gone down. Okay, all right. Well, Chris, that's cost per mile. I I don't have any questions left in my you know chamber ready to fire. Do you have anything else? Any other final thoughts? Anything we missed that you want to go over? Um, Nothing big. I think it's probably another one of those things we'll talk a little bit more about, um, you know, especially as we start getting into some of the dispatch episodes Mm -hmm. that I plan on, on talking a little bit about, but uh, um, nothing, nothing super big right now. Yeah. You know what? Maybe Chris, maybe we'll uh, take our own advice and, uh, and review cost per mile quarterly with the financials, right? It, Maybe it, we could do something. Yeah, like that, that would probably be a good idea. Even yeah. just a little touch on it, yeah. how it's changed. Excellent. All right, Chris. Well, that's uh, cost per mile. This was uh, episode. What number is this? One forty-two. Yeah. Uh, you said it was four years ago that we did uh, episode twenty, and you know, back then I used to make fun of you for being the old one, but now. I'm afraid I might have overtaken you. <laughs> you still you still do your push-ups. I just get older and fatter. So, all right. Episode 142 has come to a close. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Make sure you go to hollandassetsllc.com for the, the numbers, the notes that we've been talking about, but also go to motorcarrierhq.com and search for the cost per mile calculator. Um, and what, what do you say it's under what on the website? Do you remember what category? Resources. resources. Yeah, on the Motor Carrier HQ yeah. website. It's MotorCarrierHQ.com. Go to resources, and then there's a cost per mile calculator. You can start putting these numbers in for yourself, and I highly encourage you to do so. 
Chris, thanks for coming. I will talk some numbers with you in a couple weeks. We'll see you then.